you figured out how to fix the supply chain issues? No. Yeah. I'm working on it though. What's like Pete Buttigieg? Well, he was on what? God, I, hey. I was on calls for him. Plato, can you take this one over? Cause uh, he's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm having ghost, ghost uh, postpartum depression. Approximately one year ago today, three lifelong friends were reunited after a 20-year sentence of steady employment, hangovers, and marriage for crimes they didn't commit. These men escaped to a cabin located deep in the forest of Northeast Ohio to start their own podcast tonight. They survive as has-been athletes, wannabe comedians, and middle-aged men who are experts at killing time that might otherwise be well spent. If you're tired of waiting, if no one else can help, if you have a six-pack of decent beer, and you can find them on the podcast streaming service of your choosing, you might just be able to listen to Cutting Weight. She turned it right down before the awesome electric guitar dropped. I thought that's what you wanted me to do. Have you ever even seen the A-Team, Shane? Jeez. I thought you gave me this, the sign. Oh, yeah, we're about to. I mean, the helicopter's about to fly. The, the van's about to jump over the hill. Hannibal's like, let's get this show on the road. Right. No, it's too late now. Speaking of which, good to see you, Mike. Good to see you guys. Shane, Hey. good to see you. Special guest. Very excited about. Um, which, what person on the A-Team would each of us be? I thought about this as I was uh, kind of scripting this today, and I, I'd like to say face, but undeniably it would have to be uh, the guy that flies the helicopter. <laughs> Murdoch? The, the crazy kid. Murdoch. Yeah, Murdoch. It would have to be. I guess that makes sense. It would have to be Murdoch. Um, uh, Who would Shane be? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess Shane was probably fit into uh, Shane, you know, given his role as maybe a Hannibal. I don't know. But I think um, Hannibal was actually a colonel in the army. Mm. So, which you are really a colonel. You so sure maybe he wasn't like a Kentucky colonel. I think what we're getting no? at, guys. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure that he was even really a colonel, Shane. <laughs> I think it's, it's not based on a true story. No, it's, it's it was fiction. It was the chicken. Like it was yeah, his Colonel involvement Sanders? with Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Gotcha. Um, and also Elvis. Elvis's uh, manager was called the Colonel. <laughs> he was, and I don't think he was really ever a Colonel. But I think what you're getting at, and I would tend to agree, I'm probably the summation of all four. That's what you're really getting at. Yeah, I think I think that's what you would like us to get to. <laughs> I don't know. I'd ask the question back to you. Your your favorite AT member or the one that probably um, represents you best as a I, I don't as know. a commando. <laughs> That escape from prison. It's for hard to say. I, I do see myself a little bit of myself in each one of the the fellows. I do remember, like uh, as a kid growing up, and it's it was kind of close to Halloween. Um, this and then Jesus, my little brother was dressing up as uh, I think Murdoch, like because eighteen was big then, and he was going as Murdoch. And my grandmother, my dad's mom, she was really short. She was known as Grandma Shorty, and she was quite a character. And she would always be yelling at us, but not so much in like mean natured, but just like always giving a shit, you know, like we couldn't get away with anything <laughs> with this woman. And the one time, and my brother, Mike, was probably like seven or eight at the time, and she just got done yelling at us. And uh, my brother says, you know what, Grandma Shorty, you're even meaner than Mr. T. <laughs> 
and like from that day, like my dad still like tells that story to this day and, it, and she just looked at and she and my grandma who was probably like four foot eight you know irish she would like smoked a pack a day since she was 14 drink a highball every night she's like you're damn right i'm meaner than mr t so and, and like she was she wasn't offended she was actually like you know She's proud of it pretty proud of the fact that she was known to be meaner than mr t she just looked back at him what's your prediction for tonight grandma pain uh, I'm just surprised you guys remember all the the characters' names from the 18. I haven't I, watched the show in 30 years. I remember one birthday in particular. It was a special birthday for me. I got a Knight Rider car and an 18 van. I mean, it was I couldn't have asked for more. Wow. It was fantastic. That's a good day. It was pretty pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, I uh, so my brother David came home one day from. Uh, the mall and was wearing a uh, like a fake gold chain and my dad asked him if it was a Mr. T starter kit. <laughs> was that that was last week, right? <laughs> yeah, no, was, he was back in high school, but he came home like smelling of Dracar Noir, uh, like and, the free samples uh, at the mall, <laughs> sure, for sure. And he had a gold chain in my head. Yeah, that was my dad's thing. And also the uh, he, my one of my dad's favorite jokes was why hey why do why do Italian men always wear gold chains? So they know where to stop shaving. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same reason they grow mustaches, so they look like their mothers. <laughs> Your dad's got a lot of those. Yeah, I heard a lot a of them last Zinger! Weekend. Yeah, anywho. Um, I, I'm turning into my father, apparently. We, oh. I think we all do. All right, Jim, um, you brought the beer today. Walk us through it. Yeah, I was uh, on my way over, and I stopped at Red Wine & Brew in Chesterland, um, trying to pick out something that was maybe seasonal, I was even going to go with an Oktoberfest. It would kind of go away from what we typically do. But as I was walking through the, the aisle, I, I, a beer caught my eye. Uh, it's, it's from Bell's Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. It's called Mars. Um, I had first had this beer probably six years ago on vacation in South Haven, Michigan, which is a, kind of a beachy little vacation town on Lake Michigan. And we went to the Bell's Brewery one day for lunch, and they had this beer on tap there. Tried it, loved it. It was like at that point, it was like the, my favorite beer I'd ever had. Um, I called when I got home from vacation. I sent an email actually to Bell saying like, "Is this stuff ever in production? Can I get it in Ohio? Is it get distributed out here?" And they said, "No, we just make them in small batches. We're not even sure we're going to make it anymore." But um, I'm sorry, you know, we don't do it anywhere other than you know around the brewery and certain parts of Michigan. So when I saw this beer sitting on a shelf in Chesterland, Ohio, I, I had no choice but to grab it. It's a double IPA, so it's it's not for the weak of heart. I'm not even sure what the alcohol is in this thing. It's ten it's ten point one. It's it's a hot it's a hot number. Jim Ayers first double digit. <laughs> Jim Ayers has never passed a double IPA he didn't like. No. I mean if if you read I'm gonna read you, you know, and we and we talk about not reading, but this is meant to be read. Mars, who is also the god of war was inspired by the music of Gustav Holst, an intense hopping regimen imparts incredible notes of tropical fruit, citrus, and pine, while Munich malt provides balance and a deep red hue. So it's very drinkable, but you don't want to drink too many of them because I think it would probably start a war with whoever you happen to be with at that time. <laughs> so I would be careful, but if you guys see this around, it's this is the first release in Ohio since they started making this maybe six or seven years ago. And it's a good one to have if you're going to have one and then drop it down a couple notches. But uh, I couldn't pass it up. I really like it. Um, give it a whirl. 
What do you guys think? Have you had a little sip of it yet? It's it's strong, but I don't think it's like overly strong. It's not like so. This reminds me a little bit of the, the color uh, as you, uh, you drink out of your glass. There reminds me a little bit of like uh, the Great Lakes Nosferatu a little bit. It's a little darker like seasonal yeah. ale, but it's smoother to me. And um, I read somewhere that this beer was actually responsible for starting the War of eighteen twelve and the Bay of Pigs. So. Um, in in most any other war, <laughs> be careful what you get into here. Probably so. the first war on Mars. Shane, you took a sip and then pushed it away from yourself. What do you? What did you think? No, it's very good. Very drinkable. Very smooth. Yeah, I, I think it's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. It's definitely you could taste it strong. The the band War on Drugs actually was founded on this. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan took one sip of this and then declared the war on drugs. Him and Nancy. that's it. <laughs> it's war <laughs> drugs. <laughs> <laughs> starts today <laughs> all right what a great uh what a great beer yeah ah, so enjoy it you know i only got a six pack because that's we don't need to do any more than that but when when you when you see it give it a whirl i think you'll like it okay. um special guest today it's uh he's a the second two-timer we had so the first two-timer we had has now been employed by us although he gets nothing in compensation in regards but is he a two-timer or did he just keep showing up i mean yeah we, it's hard to say yeah, we accidentally included him on the like text a groupie chain. like a groupie <laughs> <laughs> we i made the mistake of texting you guys about the podcast and he showed up and then he just keeps coming yeah no but tony you're a big part we love you team. tony yeah of course we do no Stahl, he's always actually bummed you weren't here tonight because he's like who's gonna grab my beers for me tonight <laughs> right Right, he's, he's definitely value added, though, for sure. I we you love having somebody to laugh at your jokes. But he's not here, so you'll notice a, a big dip in the in the uh, marketing and the <laughs> right. uh, fact checking. We, we, we had seen such a huge rise the last couple of weeks. <laughs> this might this might be a little, you know, this this podcast might not even see the light of day. <laughs> fall back to the norm, but we're gonna we're gonna just go. We're gonna keep trudging through. But our guest tonight, this is our his second time on. Um, it actually is about a one year anniversary since his first time on he uh he's got a very special um special thing to kind of present to us tonight too that i think um you know everyone will find interesting so here he is dan plato dan how are you buddy good to, good to be back guys in the remodeled cabin yes uh, yeah welcome back really this impressive. is uh yeah we it took us one year but we finally got some stuff hung up and uh got the place heated and we're uh yeah we're cooking with cooking with gas here so what have you been up to the last year? Well, I, th I think the most interesting thing is is why I'm here. And I it's somewhat of an invite. And I, I connected with Jim and Shane on this beforehand. But I so last Tuesday, I get a phone call. Uh, one of those calls that you don't know the number and it goes to voicemail. The voicemail is uh, mentions Mike Stahl in the voicemail. <laughs> For sure. And so I'm like, well, I got to actually like listen to this thing and call him back. And I know it was your, you know, celebration week and whatnot. So I'm like, what, what, what can I help you with? And I call this person back, Jimmy, I don't know, Calcavecchia, whatever. I don't know what this guy's name. <laughs> he goes, hey, uh, hey, do you know, do you know Mike Stahl? And I'm like, I do know Mike Stahl. And I'm like, Why are you calling me? And he, he gets to talk, and we have an award for Mike Stahl. And I'm thinking this is some sort of military award obviously <laughs> given given the week and he's he's like um are you a listener are you a listener of mike Stahl's podcast <laughs> and i said i i am a listener Wait, of mike is this Stahl's a real story <laughs> i go i am a listener of mike Stahl's po podcast and he said i'm calling from 
the Pawpaw Lake Podcast <laughs> Association, <laughs> and we we have a special award. We have a special award that we want to give Mike. And I said, "Oh my God, why are you calling me? Why not one of the other guys?" They said, "We don't want to call anyone else on the show." Because that would be biased. I said, what about the wives? And they said, that would also be, we have a rule we won't do that. I said, have you called another listener? They said, we tried Bernetti. He's not here. So you were the only one. You were the only one left on our list, and we wanted to give you a call. So, Mike, I'm actually here on behalf of the Paw Paw Lake Podcast Association, oh, which excellent. I didn't know existed, and we have to talk about it. I had no I idea had, well, either. I, th- I think you did, based on some of what I learned. Um, so I'm going to just pause here and grab. I have a few things here that they asked me to present here, so I'm going to first give that to you, Shane, if you could hold on to this. And I know this is tough for everyone listening, but this is a big moment for Mike, so I want to make sure that... We'll post pictures. Yeah. I want to make sure that he presents this, so I'll give that to you. Um, So... So I'm I'm going to read the statement that they gave me to, to read here. It's very brief. I understand how we don't like to read. It's presented very nicely here. Um, this is, it says official statement to read from the. <laughs> it says on behalf of the Paw Paw Lake Podcast Association, we would like to recognize Cutting Weight host Michael Stahl as our Podcaster of the Year in the eight to twelve total listener category. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so multiple, Made it that high. Yeah. Cutting Weight and Mr. Stahl in particular have demonstrated the progressive nature of their podcast by having women as guests <laughs> and having banter before the introduction music. Uh, so on behalf of the entire association, we congratulate Michael Stahl as our 2021 Podcaster of the Year. Wow. This is special. Congratulations. Is that a trophy? I, I, it is, yeah. It's a trophy and it's a golden microphone and I can tell you that... It's uh, kind of like... Subtly acknowledging your military, you know, yeah. career as well. Yeah. Also, also for military <laughs> service. Yeah. Uh, and par- that, parenthetical. Can you hold that up, Mike? For a photo. There you go. Wow. That. Wow. I mean. First That's of all, special. congratulations. Yeah. Second of all, who knew how strong of a podcast community Papa Lake even had? I yeah. you know for for um for a, a homeowners association of forty two homes, eight to twelve listeners is. <laughs> Pretty modest, but I, you know, I, I honestly, I we sh- we shattered that glass ceiling. But that's like twenty five percent almost. Yeah, I mean, right? six listeners. What yeah. They, what they shared with me is like there's these social media mansions out in L. A. where all these social media people live together, and they said Paw Paw Lake has kind of that for podcasters. <laughs> so there's apparently a lot of podcasters here in the community. So, yeah, that um, that and uh, swingers. Yeah, it turns out there was also. Um, which is the timing of this is weird, but when you do a fake award, it's hard to time up things perfectly. <laughs> uh, there was also a an article written about about it, and I don't know. You don't have to read it, obviously, because it's, oh it's, it's long. But you uh, know what? Let me let me read know, it, Mike. The, let me read it for the fans. <laughs> yeah, because this, I think it's it really too good not to read. By the way, I coined the phrase hyperlocal. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this was a local newspaper article written. Congratulating Mike for his uh, his great achievements for the Papa Lake eight to twelve wow. listener podcast of the year. Yeah, wow. Um, the total is local podcast. Such a small market. I mean, such but a such a niche. niche. It's yeah. a niche, yeah. but yeah, a very sure. powerful one. I hope, we don't, get, I hope yeah. we don't get any listeners. Or we you won't be able to be a repeat <laughs> no, winner. No, yeah, the next category. Is it's a small so. niche, but we filled it like like John Holmes. So here, the title of the article says: "Local podcast hosts." who also happened to be in the military, <laughs> honored for hyper-local podcast. And this is um, cited for season two specifically. It says, Michael Stahl, 
who serves as frontman to the hyper local podcast Cutting Weight, received the Paw Paw Lake Podcast Association's Podcaster of the Year Award in the 8 to 12 total listener category. We obviously did not start a podcast to win awards. We did that to get away from our families and drink beer, but there's no law against also <laughs> winning awards, suggested Stahl, who also serves as chairman of the Paw Paw Lake Podcast Association. <laughs> the association specifically mentioned the progressive nature of the podcast and having women as guests and actually having a bit of banter before the introduction music is played, which Dan mentioned previously. I thought of having the banter before the introduction music, so that's sort of my thing. <laughs> but I understand that having a military hero win an award also makes for a better story, mentioned a visibly annoyed Shane McNona, <laughs> who serves as the producer and co-host of the podcast. Last year's winner of the same award was Mary White, who actually lives at 6482 Pawpaw Lake Drive <laughs> and started a podcast for her immediate family about growing wildflowers in a northeastern Ohio climate. <laughs> The connection between his military service and success as a podcast host has not gone unnoticed from those who know Stahl. The only downside to his success with Cutting Weight might be that people will know him more for being a great podcaster than being an American <laughs> hero, suggested co-host Jim Ayers. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually gets Eat the Meat into the Olympics, which would make him an American hero for a whole different reason. Stahl shakes off any mention of hero status when it comes to Cutting Weight. While it's true that we are here to serve the public, the real heroes are the 8 to 12 regular listeners we have. <laughs> One of those listeners, Dan Plato, who happens to be with us yeah. tonight, cited his reasons for listening. I think what strikes me is Mike's ability tr to transition. Last week I heard him transition from a segment about Eat the Meat to a serious discussion on Simone Biles and mental health. <laughs> I turned it off when they started talking about mental health because that's boring, but I still respect the transition. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. I just yeah. fast forwarded. <laughs> Stahl and the Cutting Weight team are excited about finishing off season two and some upcoming innovations. We might broadcast from Jim's basement now that it's finished or even make some of our own commercials to make it seem like we are bigger. <laughs> At press time, the Cutting Weight crew was drinking their fourth 7.8% IPA <laughs> and discussing what would have happened if they had had Tinder in college. <laughs> well, that is quite an article, Dan. And yeah, it's going to be yeah. the local I'm very, newspaper, very impressed. So everyone yeah. will be able to yeah, see it. Is there it, a Pawpaw so. like, newsletter that that will be in? But I, I would, again, like to present this to Mike Stahl for <laughs> oh his, his awards and his service. Congratulations, Mike. I know the military awards are special, but I, I feel like this yeah. has to pretty much be right up there. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I'll put this right up next to the Bronze Star. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I uh, this is going in front of it. Maybe... Uh, I have to find some some real estate in here to hang it next to the Rock Off Championship bracket wow. that I yeah. have, and yeah. then uh, the real hardware. This is really special. Yeah. Um, so, so I just I felt I needed to be here, Mike. That's something you you yeah. you give to someone in person, and I, Mike's tearing up here. So yeah, well, he, if, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> One of those rare occasions where you know a fake award really grabs you by the heartstrings. <laughs> Holds yeah. you up and then throws you off a cliff, you know. And it's weird because I, it, you know, it was presented as if you didn't know you win the award, but you're. Quotes, I'm the chairman of yeah, the yeah, actual board that awards yeah. it. And so it, your ability to look surprised was even more impressive. And it's weird because your quotes are in the article about the award that you didn't know. You know so it's a lot it's, of it's imperfect, uh, but. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, irony here. Yeah, work. for sure. But um, boy, how they got this under my nose, I'll never know. Um, but in terms of fake awards that I've gotten, this has got to be tops. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Huzzah. Yeah. Huzzah. <laughs> well, very, very cool. Well done, guys. Very and thank cool. you so much. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you for putting the time well into that. Well and, deserved. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of this award we used to do. It was called the, uh, it was like a, uh, um, 
it was like a polychronopolis <laughs> award but it was called the purple polymath on the joint staff and um if you were getting awarded one it meant that you kind of had reached this like kind of like sort of legendary status but it was basically just a, a, a award like this where you just make fun of the guy for about a page <laughs> and then you award him the purple polymath and it was one of those like uh the thinker or the stinker type right. of deals. <laughs> um and it was like this uh little bronze statue about you know it would it would dwarf this but uh <laughs> But uh, well, there's a limited budget. But honestly, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like award, you get, I mean, you get a lot of like paper and <laughs> things like that. But these these awards right here um, really are meaningless and meaningful all at the same time because <laughs> they hold a lot of meaning that isn't there. <laughs> that isn't there, but they're funny in that. And it's, uh, it's probably good to have friends who have open schedules. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I ended up here because uh, I was caught standing still next to Jim Ayers <laughs> on a Thursday. <laughs> and uh, hey, what are you doing, doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing tonight? We're doing a podcast. Like so many other people have been pulled in. Countless others. <laughs> Countless others. About approximately twenty nine. This is episode twenty nine. Yeah. Well, wow. we're over a year. Well, we have two two timers, so I mean. You know, not yeah. quite that bad. We haven't had guests every time. Welcome, ba- well done, Dan. Welcome back. <laughs> Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, and thanks so much. All I, that uh, stuff. I appreciate that. Very, very humorous. It uh, was funny when when accolade. when Dan first you know informed me of the award. Um, I got, I was laughing very very hard <laughs> reading it. So that was well done. Yeah, one thing leads to another. You get free time plus whatever, and then you just you get a call. Plus, you're on a conference call that you really don't want to pay attention to, and next thing you know. Thank God for boring conference calls because moments like this can happen. Yeah, uh, please. You were billing out at $200 an hour for that while you were writing that. Someone, someone paid 200 bucks for that. Well, please don't tell uh, my employer that I wrote the A-team introduction here during work today, this afternoon. So uh, no, don't worry, no one will hear. Yeah, no one's gonna hear it. No one is going to. Well, speaking of speaking of you know celebrating, like your party, you had the big retirement party last Saturday. Big party, yeah. It was what a great, uh, awesome venue. Um, you know that was in like a garage that they had the people had fixed up to be literally look like a like a bar or I mean there were neon signs everywhere the bar it was it was very decked out it was very cool yeah absolutely shout out to Clark and Michelle Miller um Miller and Sons Incorporated for uh opening up their uh, place of business to allow us to use it and um it was a great absolutely great venue and great time with great people from all phases of my life and uh thanks for coming I was surprised a lot of people that I didn't expect to hear about the podcast you know were asking me about it um some i was happy to tell about others like my sister jamie was like hey tell me about your podcast i'm like ah. <laughs> we took it down yeah, yeah it was kind of you know and my and i think my mom is one of our most loyal listeners and carol stop just stop what are you doing carol <laughs> uh your but, brother-in-law uh, jake is might be one of our biggest fans are you getting more emails from jake <laughs> That's all he wanted to talk to me about when I saw him on Saturday. <laughs> it was about the podcast. I think, I think, he, I think he wants to be on at some point. Yeah, well, we'll bring him on. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty low bar. I mean, we brought Dan Plato back. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get asked, you just create a fake award and be like, "Hey, I got it. I need to come on today." Yeah, it takes a little time, but I mean, it's, the guys, yeah, it's you know, Meisner's really knocking at the door to get in. But you know, you 
it's just it's, it's all about timing but uh yeah we, we certainly bring them on i think there might be a new door opening for the the podcast listeners and that the army the army connections seem to be kind of interested in tony's uh tony's podcast so i think his connections and and everyone else are going to listen so who knows where it goes from here probably national to global ah you know it's probably too early to tell just being in that you know our pocket is really the 8 to 12 listener niche yeah but uh, who knows? Who knows from here? We could be we could be at sixteen next week. You never know. I mean, it could, things could double overnight. Yeah. Well, the next category is twelve to one thousand. So <laughs> yeah, up. right. It's so big yeah, step again. Again, I mean, we'll take it. We'll take it for sure. I'm just glad we're not in the zero to eight. <laughs> zero to seven, I guess. We were there for a while. We were in the cellar. We were in the cellar there for a minute. Now we're like in triple A. I would say, or at least double A. We had to pass up your neighbor. What, what was her name? Mary White. Mary White. Although she does know what she's talking about when it comes to perennials in Northeast Ohio, I will yeah, say that. I, mean, I thought Vanessa might be a listener. <laughs> she probably is. I mean, there, there's a little bit time. of crossover, I think. That. <laughs> she has some extra time, I'd, I'd listen to her podcast. It's but great. I do appreciate Dan's, um, Dan's binge listening of the show because he, he pulled some facts out of there about wildflowers and maybe made some connections he didn't realize he was making. We've mentioned Vanessa's wildflowers before in the sure, show. Sure, sure. We've talked about a number of these things that he mentioned, so I, I think we've got an avid. I also do think here. Dan is really excited about the prospect of eat to meat being an Olympic sport. <laughs> I mean, he he texted me that. Like I could show you the text. Like he's, I think he's like, this needs to happen. Like, what do we need to do? Was, I'm in. Was, I'm all it was, in. It was. I was crying listening to Stall, uh, color commentate. <laughs> Oh, here comes here comes the young. Here comes the young South Korean youngster. Doesn't even has his first Olympics. There it is. He's he's indicated. He ate it. He ate the meat. The Australians are out. Eat the meat, you son of a bitch! Dan, get a hold of yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Can we go back to the replay? Let's go back to slow mo. Yeah. So. yeah, thanks for yeah. It was a great, uh, great venue, um, great party, and uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of bourbon there. Yeah, so we've got we're gonna have to have that party every month for the rest of my <laughs> life, probably, to just consume the alcohol that was gifted to me during that time. And, and I mean, we're in the cabin here. I haven't even carried it all back to the to the cabin the word got out that uh from time to time i i, I sip a little bit of a bourbon or whiskey and man we got some good ones i mean i i geez and i haven't tied them all to specific names but but uh man i got uh oof, um one of my you know a basil hayden's uh toasted um we got a uh whew, there's a blanton's up in the house right now i mean Elijah Craig is up in there, and uh, man, uh, just I, I don't even know what to do with it. And special shout out to Frank Matola, went up? a different route, got me two vinyl records. Okay, what did he get you? Rage Against the Machine and Alice in Chains, and uh, nice. gosh, right, just a home run for Frank Matola. That's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, just uh, a tuning fork went off in my soul when I opened those up. So Frank Matola, if you're listening, thanks. Buddy. Cheers, Frank. And you weren't overly offended by our gift. No, not so. Uh, yeah, I was also gifted a driving range that's close to my place of employment. That again, I hope they're not listing, but I go to from time to time uh, during a lunch hour, and I uh, go there and hit some balls. But um, they gave me uh, uh, some uh, some golf lessons out there, which I, yeah, I think is a little bit of a miss because I'm really good, right, guys? 
Well, I mean, everybody can always get. Fired. I've seen you hit good shots. <laughs> I've seen you hit a lot of bad shots. Um, but they gave us a, a couple's uh, couple's lessons uh, for. Um, no, we kind of figured. I mean, even though it was your retirement from the military, I mean, Melissa played a big part and you know a big role in that whole process of um, when you were in the time you know in the military and what she did back home while you were overseas and even when you were guys were together. No, no, no. Let's focus on me. I. So shout out to Melissa. I know she doesn't even listen to these, does she? I don't think she does. Does she? She does. She does oh. listens to every one, actually. So she I'm, just, I'm scoring brownie points now. Maybe she can make some more of those really good cookies I like. I actually came home today, and she's <laughs> saying to me, look at this photograph. <laughs> knuckleback. Yeah, I met Knuckleback at the party. I had to talk with him for quite a while. Was I right? He's a big dumb idiot, right? Yeah, it was funny, though, because I was like, we were, he was, I was just kind of like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, give me your background. And he was, he was talking. He's like, man, I have, you know. I'm married and this and that. I have a daughter, and but I have another daughter. I'm like, oh, so like you know, you obviously had gotten divorced. He's like, yeah. I'm like, so like you're not your second wife now. He's like, well, no. I'm like, what do you mean? Like your third wife? He's like, no. He's like, what do you mean your fourth wife? I'm like, yeah, that's my fourth wife now that I'm married. Like, wow, a lot of wives. Well, that, uh, the military profession tends to do that yeah. to marriages. But speaking of gods of war, his son's name is uh, Ares. Okay. And that he, he better be the baddest some bitch. Ever you, when you he have grows to up. you have to be a bad dude if yeah, you, you can't Jerry. be a bookworm. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, old Aries there in his algebra. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, good. Aries Nally wins the spelling bee. <laughs> the war on spelling, war on Latin. All right, uh, well, what's next on the docket here, guys? What have, uh, I think we were going to talk a little bit about maybe Halloween. I know you yeah, had, you had made sure. a mention of uh, your son Zane. I don't know if it was a Halloween. <laughs> idea he had or what was it i don't i don't think so it was in spanish class okay i thought it had something to do with like a halloween costume or like a character he was gonna be i i i can't say that for sure and i don't really know where this is gonna go in terms of his status in school but he was they were making sock puppets in spanish class and uh they were supposed to either name their sock bucket their puppet or just simply like put their name on the sock puppet so they could turn it in and then receive it back. And Zane's, and Zane's how old? Week. Zane's in fourth grade. Okay. So Zane names his sock puppet Ivan Jurganov. <laughs> so he, uh, Super Spanish sounding name. Yeah, so obviously, so I said, Zane, this isn't Russia. We're not, I mean, you're in Spanish. This isn't Russia. Um, but the, uh, so he tells... Melissa and I this in confidence, thinking like, "Hey, I named my sock puppet. Like I nailed I, it. I've been jerking off." And like Melissa, like gas, like, <gasps> Mike, take it, explain to him what that means. And so I had to go like go like give him a talking to. And deep down, I'm just laughing like guttural guttural laugh. So I have to take him to like you know, and I kind of break it down like. Zane, here's the deal. You might have heard that on The Simpsons or whatever, you know, when Bart calls the bartender Mo and um, asks, you know, whatever. But, you know, that means like playing with your playing with your wiener. <laughs> and again. Do you think he knew what it meant? So I don't think he did because when I said that, he giggled again. And then, and then you know, I had to like stone face it. And I'm like, ah. This might seem funny, and it, <laughs> might, and it might look like look, I'm kind of laughing. But I know, I know. This still seems funny, but you could lose an eye doing that. But your Spanish teacher may or may not have the same sense of humor as your father. All right. 
and this could get you in some trouble. And then I explained it to him, and then he, you know, gets pretty sullen, and then like is beating himself up. And now he's worried about he's beating going, himself off, going back to Spanish, right? <laughs> So he's worried about going back to, to Spanish class and what might happen. Can Mr. Jurgenoff please come to the front? Oh, here's a sock puppet. Um, Mr. Jurgenoff, please report to the principal's office. Uh, but in the, you know, like probably just like you guys, I'm walking out of that, that room after, you know, I leave him, you know, you know, and he's like, you know, contemplating like if he's going to. You know, get whatever, expelled or whatever a fourth grader thinks gonna go is going to He's going to go to juvie. Right, exactly. I walk out and think, like, gosh, God damn it, that's the perfect name for a sock puppet. <laughs> what, if, what if the teacher does have a good sense of humor and is like, God, it's so good. I can't even say anything to him about it. I think it. what would have been funnier is if he had just covered it in glue and it was really stiff. <laughs> <laughs> just handed it in. Yes, sir, you have been. <laughs> you could just stand it up. Ivan Jurgenov. Covered in Elmer's glue. No I, doubt about it. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hands his... And, you know, what do you, what do you say at that point? So, apparently, his good buddy, he, Zane's like, no, nah, I'm, nah, I'm not going to do that. He's like, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, so, he was trying to, like, basically implicate his buddy on how this happened. He's like, I was going to take it down, but but he said, he said, go ahead and put it down. I was like, all right, whatever. So... Yeah, so Ivan Jurgenov is a thing now, and it's a sock puppet down here in the Sugar Falls area. Well, I'll be on the if lookout. If you see it, don't touch it. <laughs> give it, a, give it a wide berth. It's covered in DNA. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah, you know what? It's been dipped and fried in baby batter. <laughs> Speaking of baby batter, what's the some of the crazy Halloween costumes you guys have dressed up over the years, Dan? Like as a kid growing up, what was Maybe the most memorable one that you ever donned. I don't think as a kid it. You, you guys know, didn't was, celebrate was, Halloween I, I, at your I, house. Well, well, <laughs> a priest as a father, remember? not as a mom. You just did All Saints Day, yeah, right? Like, I'm going as. Go to your room and say prayers. <laughs> I went as Peter the Apostle. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wear sandals. <laughs> it was always very cold, but we were very pious in our. Here's a sheet and a rope. Here's a net. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> I will provide food to all. <laughs> at, your, at your house, did your dad give out like loaves of bread and fish? Here, see what you can do with that, savior. Oh, thank you, Mr. Prayer. Oh, I know, a prayer missile. Oh, thank you. Another, Another communion oh, yeah. host. I'll add it to my collection. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't remember as a kid having a lot of creative uh, Halloween costumes. I always. I just remember like the plastic. Everything was the the plastic mask, Superman. The plastic. Can hardly breathe out of those things. I I feel like they could just to these days. Maybe like they're illegal. They would kill you. You know, if you don't put them on the right way. Um, Or they like those things would always like almost like gouge your eye out if it moved a little bit. It was like so sharp the edges and like there were slits where your eyes were. Yeah, those things were so uncomfortable and you couldn't breathe. Yeah. Uh, that's that's basically it was, so. It's basically you get one of those. Do you want to be Superman, Batman, or you know? Right. That's basically what it was. Your pick of three superheroes. Right. Right? <laughs> yep. Shane, what about yeah? Shane, Shane what'd you, you go as? <laughs> you both seem very interested in this answer. Well, I, I just why. I assumed it was Tiger Woods, but go ahead. Ready I did jump. go to Jerry Scott's <laughs> Halloween party one year dressed as Tiger Woods. That's awesome. Um, so that, that was good. 
Um, when we were, I feel like when we were kids, like we, I had a few of the plastic masks and plastic like sheet costumes, whatever. But uh, I remember I was always like last minute, and it was always like whatever we had around the house. Yeah, I can really. So to like that. there was a there was always a uh, clown costume that went around. Like whoever didn't have a costume got to wear the clown costume. Like somebody somebody on the <laughs> it street was like mom, the fallback costume mom made. And then um, I must have won as a hobo like six times. Like it was literally yeah. just like find some old clothes and like cut a couple holes in them. Maybe take some like a ch- some. Uh, charcoal or whatever and rub it like on your face and on your clothes and make it look you dirty. went in blackface yeah, i was gonna say shit. wow you couldn't get away just with that <laughs> in these times dirty, not as a, yeah. not as a black just man. as a hobo it was a different yeah. it was a different time yeah. hey so, this is a lighthearted oh, costume me and the great depression <laughs> the dust bowl give me your candy or whatever <laughs> or i'll give just me die or i'll take some flour <laughs> i definitely was a or even some rice some I'll ghosts some, i'll have some water that'd be great or some warm water. <laughs> broth. Can I have some broth? Actually, any, wa- any water, water that's been water boiled would be great. <laughs> yeah. Any non-parasitic water. Jim, you've, you've done some good costumes. I don't know that they're associated with Halloween, but I remember one particular costume wore the rock off. Yeah. And it might have been fall, but it was uh, Angus Young. That was that was a dude. That was probably one of my best. Yeah, I mean, I, I went the whole nine yards with the the school little schoolboy outfit, but then had like the peaky blinders, peaky blinders yep. hat, and the long yep. hair and the guitar. And yeah, I still have that, and it's sitting in my closet. I'm contemplating a rainy day. Do I want to wear that to the Brown Steelers game on Sunday? It is Halloween, and I feel maybe with, with a little bit of a Browns tilt to it. Yeah, I'm wondering how many people will be dressed up for the game on Sunday. I'm imagining know. a lot. Maybe. I mean, people normally get dressed up like complete weirdos for those games anyway. God, I just hope Ben Roethlisberger dresses up like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Well, I think he lost that costume, Mike. <laughs> or maybe he's just going to wear his butt pad. <laughs> his bubble butt pad. I think like growing up, though, I do remember um, I was always like into like army movies and stuff as a kid, so I... I I saved up, like I did work for my dad, like washed the trucks for like months and saved up enough money. I bought this like straight out like marine outfit that I wore the one year. And I had like, and I tried, my mom tried to do like face camo, like I was a frog man or something. And it, 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 it was like, but I think too much of the makeup was from her makeup bin. <laughs> so I probably looked like a cross, like a cross dressing, like he, she, they, it, whatever, like marine. <laughs> It wasn't good. It was not not a good look. I think it put, it was very off putting to a yeah. lot of people. Maybe a, a, there's a lot of rouge there, Jim. You want to uh, dial that back a little bit? It, got any olive drab in there, Mary? Or uh, she's like, it looks like it looks like a wound or something. Like, no, it doesn't. Ding dong, Rambo. It looks calling. like I'm going to a gay rave. <laughs> looks like you're protesting war. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I was a lot like Shane. If you, you can imagine, people that know me, if I was a transformer, I'd be procrastination prime. So I would always wait till the last second. A lot of my costumes as a kid weren't very good. When it, the hockey mask was easy, when it Jason one year, I can remember that. Uh, there's a picture of me as the Incredible Hulk at one point. Went back when they had like the inflatable muscles when you were oh, yeah. when you were a little kid. Um, but that was before Hulk hands. Like, imagine if you had Hulk hands then. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would just be destroying kids. <laughs> Um, when is Lee Majors once the fall guy? <laughs> it was just basically me in a white shirt and denim jeans, and my brother David just told me to like do flips in people's yards. 
And it's kind of like six million dollar man too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pick your poison. Yeah, I had a red, I had a red tracksuit. <laughs> I just would run around super fast. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. I might do that. All right. um, Take it. I, in my adult life is really where I caught my, uh, where I really got some footing and some traction, and I, I really took off. I went. Uh, we talked about this earlier on another podcast. I went as. Uh, uh, Goose from Top Gun. I was just in a flight suit and a gash in my <laughs> gash in my head and a mustache. That's surprisingly an easy costume to do and very funny. You were shitbag one year at the Rock Hall. I was shitbag <laughs> where I came and again I just wore a name tape that said shitbag. <laughs> that was a that was a classic. Took a pie in the classic face stall. that year. And then I also uh, recently um, won the <laughs> the costume contest at work. I brought a uh, like a brown brown afro wig and made a like a color palette out of cardboard and a, brought a paintbrush oh, bob to work. ross huh and i went as bob ross and that was a uh, that was a costume winner um what? i've gone as um bob goulet i, I kind of recycle the same outfits i do i did bob goulet the other year i did ron burgundy i mean it's all kind of they're all kind of the same thing but um yeah that's good my favorite costume of all time this can't be denied is Frank Matola as Slash. I've only seen yeah. pictures of it. I didn't see it in person, but that is No, boy, I mean he he looked exactly like him. I mean he <laughs> he really did. It was uh uncanny, you know, how how well he looked like Slash. Yeah, now he's got the he's got the guitar chops to go yeah. along with it. I think Very I think what I'm really looking forward to this Thanksgiving is seeing Owen's costume. Thanksgiving? Uh, turkey who dresses up <laughs> or yeah wow. what was he what, wearing so, so you, guys, you guys dress up for thanksgiving we do dress up for thanksgiving he's gonna, probably gonna be wearing a collared shirt yeah, let's talk about his will gonna, i was waiting till we talk about what we're gonna dress up yeah. for thanksgiving <laughs> i meant halloween right. yeah I mean, oh, oh you meant thanksgiving yeah. i'm gonna i'll probably wear a button down like a yeah. sweater yeah. i'm thinking sweater yeah you guys don't all dress as pilgrims <laughs> yeah I do, I do a sports coat <laughs> i'm going as an indian and i'm just gonna be pissed the whole time Fucking ass. I'm gonna have a cold and be like, I'm fucking European. That's what happens. You give me a ten percent beer. No, what Shane's getting to is, uh, Shane, um, Owen. If you've seen Saturday Night Live, he's going as David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Plano, you're a big David S. Pumpkins fan. I am. I love watching that one. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> yeah. Why are they going all in on pumpkins? I don't get it. Now he's got a middle initial. <laughs> And it's, it was just such a weird skit. Like, yeah, such a together, bizarre. You know, right? But it's kind of turned into like a cult classic yeah. skit. Oh, for sure. Tom Hanks, he's, he's America's prince for sure. All right, Mike. So there was something that you were talking about uh, earlier before the show, and it was a topic you wanted to bring up. It was a book that you had, I don't know if you'd read the book or you'd heard about the book. Um, it, it had a kind of an interesting name, and I don't know much about it. Why don't you tell us and the listeners a little bit about this? So I came across this book when I was buying a Mother's Day gift for my, my wife, Melissa. And the book that I actually ended up buying her was How to Talk to Your Cats About Gun Safety. <laughs> wow. And it was, I mean, it was just kind of a, like a stocking stuffer for, the, for Mother's Day at the time. I had built her like a raised box garden when we were down in Alexandria. I'd also gotten her like an, a Superwoman apron for, for the kitchen and stuff as she likes to uh she likes to bake and all that and then i thought like a nice little nice little fun funny gift would be how to talk to your cats about gun safety <laughs> and look we have a cat and if you're a responsible gun owner i don't know and you have a cat i don't know of a another book to recommend 
I mean, if you want... It's probably one of the few out there that really covers that topic. Yeah, it feels uh, pretty specific and niche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it was, it, it, was, it was on point. I mean, it was over 100 pages of like text about how to talk to your cat about gun safety. They probably had just replaced kid with cat. <laughs> Edit, search, find, replace, cat. <laughs> Anyway, there's pitch there's literally another moneymaker. <laughs> there's literally a picture of a cat like pawing at a gun on the cover. Melissa Melissa and me like, why would you waste our money on this? And I was like, It's hilarious. I don't know. I don't know, what um, to tell you. I don't know for safety. So reasons. in my I in, care about you. In my pursuit of this book, I came across uh several other books and there are a couple of runner up runners up here, but I'll talk about the one that really caught my eye and it's a book. Uh, by John W. Trimmer. Is that a real name? <laughs> Captain. John <laughs> W. Trimmer, by the way. A seaman. And then the title of the book is How to Avoid Huge Ships. And we'll we'll post the the cover of this book. Uh, this is second edition, by the wow. way. They're um, in paperback now. I yeah, think. so um, this is a book that you really kind of have to you know, you have, you kind of stumble across, but it really catches your eye. And what what really caught my eye about it is if you go down to the review section, people have really grabbed a hold of this thing <laughs> and started started posting some interesting things. And and I'm telling you, if you ever have five minutes on a subway or the metro or the whatever, um, the rapid what what have you, and you're going downtown, just do yourself a favor and pull up the review section. Of this book, and for one, you know, you scroll down to the review section. People have just really taken this thing by. by I mean, storm. that one review is like two thousand words. It's it's yeah. There's some pretty lengthy ones on here, but um, can you give us some flavor? Yeah. So 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 here's one example, and um, I'll give credit to the author, The Bumble. <laughs> I know the bumble. And, uh, Good guys, level head. Again, this is a book about how to avoid huge ships by Captain John W. Trimmer. And the review is five stars. This book helps me find strength when I need it most. I don't know if it was the pressure of early adulthood life or the demands of college, but I began to experiment with huge ships in my late teens. I began by looking at huge ship magazines in the basement when my parents weren't around. Then one day, my mom came home and unexpectedly caught me in the act. Both of my parents were furious. They asked me where I got the magazine from, and I said I found it and that I thought it only contained articles on small watercraft. As a result, I started to sneak out at night, telling my parents that I was headed to a friend's house to watch Full House. But in reality, I was in the library reading up on huge ships. As my career developed, I found an apartment that I could afford, and I moved out of my parents' house. My interest in huge ships only grew. My apartments became a center of trafficking huge ship paraphernalia. Model, <laughs> that's, that's semicolon. Model huge ships, pictures of huge ships, Life preserves, you name it. <laughs> Eventually, some neighbors complained, and the owner of the apartment building had me evicted. <laughs> By that time, I was so far gone that I didn't care, and I moved into a hostel. 
it was the perfect place to continue my pursuit of few chips. <laughs> the rent was cheap. Drifters came and went. Everyone minded their own business. And once in a while, a new person would come along with scale models of huge chips and turkey. <laughs> we had a lot of wild nights, and I was having trouble holding down my job. Eventually, I got fired. <laughs> this goes on for three more paragraphs. It's so good. I didn't realize. The next one is One Star by <laughs> I Can Reads with a Z. <laughs> Bad advice. I think this book misses the bigger issue. We shouldn't be just avoiding huge ships. We should be confronting them. <laughs> if we spend our lives running away, the huge ships win. <laughs> oh, and, and going on. <laughs> going on to the next one. Four stars by Dave. Be careful to get the latest edition. I don't want to be negative, but one of the reviews I have read have addressed the fact that there are two editions. You want to make sure that you buy the latest edition so that you don't have the most up-to-date information. Do you want to get run over by a huge ship just because you neglected to buy the latest edition? No, I don't think so. <laughs> is it like is this a real book, Mike? This is a real book as far as I can tell. But you you haven't you have yet to read it. But listeners, you have to go out there and you have to go out there and buy this was book. Was this three college buddies running away from adulthood who decided to write a book and be like, "Hey, Saul, you write the book, we'll write the reviews." <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed if it's really just about like navigating the ocean. So the next one is uh the the very one that that's on the tops is a one star by John Petty. Uh, no relation to Tom as far as I know. I don't know. But it's hard be. to say. Yeah. But it goes on to say, as a huge ship myself, first of all, the title the title of the, the, the review is a book of hate speech posing as advice. <laughs> what it says is, as a huge ship myself, I'm hurt and offended that the author of this dis disreputable tract would suggest that I be avoided. Life is difficult enough as a huge ship in a world of sailboats, but now... To be vilified like this is more more than anyone should have to bear. Although federal guidelines exist regarding accessibility requirements to accommodate huge ships, we need extra-wide docking space in retail centers and restaurants, for instance. I can tell you that they are rarely followed, leading to pain, discomfort, and embarrassment when I attempt to go out in public. The plight of the huge ship in society is rarely discussed. It seems that people would rather ignore us, hence the title of this reprehensible book, than to take the time to get to know us and appreciate our unique needs and common desires, leading to misunderstanding and resentment on both sides. Oh, yes, I hear you. You kayaks and catamarans snickering behind my stern when I go by? Don't think I don't. I hear all the jokes. Wow. Check out the wake on that one. Or when you sit around the port, you really sit around the port. We don't want to be seen as different or ugly or nautically challenging. We just want to be recognized as contributing members of the society the same as everyone else. So the next time you see a huge ship, please don't avoid it. Step up and say, hello, how are you? You might just make a friend for life. <laughs> All right, well, I just went into Amazon to, to purchase how to avoid huge ships, and boy, was I surprised. You cannot get the original version 
You gotta get the second edition, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, look, look, We've already covered right. this. I, hold, hold on. There's multiple. There's multiple versions and multiple books called How to Avoid Huge Ships. If you want the paperback of the one Mike is referring to, it's gonna cost you 177 dollars right now. Well, obviously, it's a very powerful book. Now, now, there's also. I mean, I think it's would anyone not pay that money after hearing those reviews? I'm also thinking about buying How to Avoid Huge Ships: colon, A Comic Book Parody, which is a comic book parody of How to Avoid Huge Ships. There's several other books called How to Avoid Huge Ships by various authors. Um, when I kept scrolling down, there's a book called <laughs> Images You Should Not Masturbate To. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because that's my next topic of discussion, and some of the reviews on that book are simply amazing. Uh, I haven't got that far. Can you give us a taste? One, uh, one by Amazon customer anonymous is five stars. Some of these, some of these were difficult to masturbate to, but not impossible. <laughs> the cover of the book is a man sitting in an ice pond. Chopping like naked, naked. Yeah, that's that's not, that's not on my uh, top ten list. I can tell you that. I like how there's a picture with the size of the book. Damn! <laughs> oh my god! Um, I found some of these. The time of this book was very deceptive. I found each image to be uniquely arousing. <laughs> I don't know what they are talking about because I masturbated easily to every page of this book. <laughs> easily. Wow. I mean, so look, there's a gold I think there's a gold mine in the reviews of Amazon in terms of Yeah, you can find some uh, very funny things in there and I might have to like the fact that that first book. I think the the fact that it's one hundred seventy dollars now is probably because it's become so popular based on the hilarious reviews that it's like a collector's edition. Yeah, I mean, you can get your hands on that book, man. Grab if it. only I had known that before your retirement party, <laughs> I would have pulled some money together from from the listeners. They would have been happy to to throw up throw oh some money this my way. Gosh. There's also a book called Extreme Ironing. <laughs> Get the wrinkles out there. Then yeah. there's a, 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 a follow-up, I guess, maybe. How to Avoid Colliding with Huge Ships by Captain Sodom Obvious. <laughs> so damn obvious. So yeah. damn obvious. Right. Uh, <laughs> maybe, Zane would love that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you should get this one. How to Not Be a Dick, an Everyday Etiquette Guide. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't interest me. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say he needs that? I mean, you do what you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, images not to masturbate to. I'd have found some of them difficult to masturbate to, but not impossible. I mean, fantastic stuff. Uh, I mean, you give me enough time. I can, make, any, I can make it any work. Speaking of time, Yo. I think we have time left for a new segment, Mike. Oh, That's really? right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, introducing a new segment of Cutting Weight. Spread them. With Shane. All right, Shane's going to bring us his his locks from this weekend for the sports book. Shane, go ahead. All right, so I, I, I was trying to get a couple different sports, different arenas to, uh, you know, our listeners have a varying taste of what they like to watch and spend their time on over the weekend. So I dug into the, the NASCAR Infinity 500. All right, going deep. And uh, I was looking for some good value, 
Also, I know nothing about what's going on with NASCAR right now. All right. So, listeners, listen up. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lock in. <laughs> yeah, lock in. Shane's about to give you some great advice. <laughs> but I do love saying the name Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski. What All number right. car is he driving, yeah, Shane? Yeah, what's he driving? I, I don't know. He's 9, <laughs> to, he's nine to 1 this week. What color of car is he driving? Yeah. I don't know. If you lay 100 on him, you're going to win 900. Where are they racing? Yeah. Well, how's wow. the, it doesn't oh, matter. It seems like the only thing you'd like is this guy's name. <laughs> and so you're like you're like taking like my wife to the racetrack and like been on horses yeah. because you it's got a better idea for the NASCAR decree. Five hundred. Have we talked? I don't know. Maybe researching it. <laughs> All right, just Shane semi locks coming up to you on spread them. Shane. <laughs> I just saw the name and always always made me think of uh, Elf when he uh, the guy comes in the office and he's like. Uh, yeah, I'm Francisco, and he's like, "Ooh, Francisco, that's fun to say." <laughs> <laughs> that's fun to say. All right. Well, it sounds like a good Polish guy. That you know, I'm sure those guys are known for their NASCAR abilities. All right, listeners, yeah, if anybody wins money off this, you need to you need to give us props. Come on to uh, we only want weight dot clown penis dot fart. We're only asking for twenty percent. Yeah, we're looking just just shaving it off. Anyway. All right, so Kieselowski's a lock, 9-1, to one, going off at we don't know where and we don't know when. And we don't know what number, and we're not sure you can find by, this car. By the no, way, not. Mike Mike texted me about this new segment about 4 o'clock this afternoon. I worked till Look, 7. Look, it was a slow day at work. Yeah, not for me. You had three and a half hours. You know what I could do in three and a half hours? Yeah, I was working. Make a fake award, probably. <laughs> I was working, and then I drove Apparently, engraving a, a little golden microphone. I, all right, I like it, Shane. Keep going. Let's go. All right. I dug into the NFL. Looking okay. For a sure thing. Sure. This, this is the lead pipe lock of the week. Lead pipe lock of the week. <laughs> okay. Um, the Texans are at home getting 14 and a half points. It's not enough. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you don't even need to tell me who's there playing. That, that ain't enough. And I'm going to take that money and I'm going to take it to the big. That's you're wrong. They want you to think that's an easy bet. That's right. why they set the line at that. That's why they made them 14 and a half at home. Take the points. Who are they playing? Rams. Oh, boy. Nobody in the NFL <laughs> should ever be a 14 and a half point underdog at home. Have so, you seen the I Texans play? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was, I saw them play in person once, actually. All show. right. So we're taking – we like the Rams – you guys like the Rams. I like the I like the Texans. You like the Texans. And I like the points. the points. I mean, I want the points. Fourteen and a half. Oh, you're saying you're okay. So you're saying the Texans. Okay, gotcha. Texans will win by, better. or Texans will probably lose by less than fourteen. Right. If the, yeah. It, when this uh, segment matures, we'll get better at our. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we're not sure. Acumen, but uh, okay, fair enough. I like. All right, Shane, keep going. Give us some more knowledge. All right, then I then I dug into the NCAA football. Oh. And I went okay. to some teams that not. Everybody's familiar with one of them. They are the Chanticleers. You know who they are? Yeah, from uh, they're from Coastal Carolina. And it's some sort of rooster right? bird. That's Coastal Carolina Chanticleer, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you are correct. Coastal yeah. Carolina Chanticleer. Is there? A it's, a, it's a beautiful, majestic bird. Yeah. I mean, is there? Their field like a weird color? It is. I think it's like a teal. I I knew it would be. And they've had some good teams over the last couple of years. They have, they have. They, I think they were were they undefeated last year or close to They it? lost didn't they lose a really tough game last week to Allegan or uh, Appalachia State? They did. They were undefeated this year. They, they were lost. ranked like fourteenth. And they lost. They lost. They dropped to like twenty fourth, I think. Yes. Interesting. Um but they're they're home this week against Troy. Oh. The men of Troy? The men of Troy. 
That's in Alabama, right? Is uh, yeah, it used to be Troy State. It's Troy now. Yep. Troy. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the 17 with the Chanticleers. Okay. And uh, now in the because uh, it's gonna be like a big you know like a lot of points comeback game after they lost last week. Yeah, they're gonna be pissed. They lost. They're back yeah. at home. I could see that. I think I got some solid reasoning. I like it. Yeah. Um, here's 20 grand. Put yeah. it on the Chanticleers. <laughs> Chanticleers or bust. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. I want Chandler so, straight up. I'm going to try to look for some more next week, spend a little more time, get a little more obscure. I'm surprised you didn't do anything for. with the World Series. That's a big... Well, he's got time. He's well, got seven I, games I, here. We'll yeah, I looked at like, there's, you know, the game that's coming up. Like, I didn't know if this would be out in time for folks to get, get their money down. And there was no... I couldn't find a line. <laughs> you need to get yeah. it out by Saturday. Yeah. You got the chance clears by how many? Well, so I'm saying if I get it out, people can get their bets. And if I, if I do it on the game tonight... If, if people are, are like yeah. sacrificing their livelihood yeah. on the bets from this, I would advice. not wager more than one. If they are, let's advice. have them on. <laughs> right, be you're our next story. guest. That's yeah. your prize. You're our next guest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been spread them with shame. <laughs> These guys are just so happy with themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We went through a couple of different name variations. There, one was going to be book them, Shano. <laughs> Shane, Shane refu- had the first right of refusal for most, and most of them got refused. I will say that. Shane's like betting guide. I like the ones that made it sound like I was spreading my legs. <laughs> Spread oh. your legs, betters. <laughs> with Shane. Because I'm going to fuck you yeah. with my picks. That's very direct. Because <laughs> if you take these picks, you're yeah. going to get fucked. <laughs> How do we say that with less words? <laughs> and not as much swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Same theme uh, and ideas. That's what we want to get across. Because we all know yeah. like, where this is going. Uh, is there anything left on the docket? Well, you had some questions for Dan, didn't you? Oh, for sure. I mean, we're going to go. I mean, he's a guest. He's gonna, he's gonna, we're doing five questions? Yeah, we're going to oh, do five geez. questions. We're doing okay. five questions. We're, we're doing yeah. another round here, Dan, a two-timer. So yeah. I feel we like we, we've gotten real lax on our rules. We're, for sure. I think at this point, Mike's just going to read the questions, yeah, and gonna. we're going to kind of go around. You know, we'll do our thing, and I'm sure we'll we'll ask you what you. Yeah, think. I'm not too worried. So no, whatever happens. Yeah, whatever you, you've happens. You've been through is, the gauntlet before. Like, whatever you know, happens is not yeah. going to incriminate me or be listened to. So you also write these at work, Mike. I might have. I mean, I might have. I might have done some overtime. Mike's a multitasker. It's just about the end product. It I might have been on a on a union break. <laughs> Um, Smoke him if you got him <laughs> Smoke him if you got him, guys Alright, uh, for Dan Plato Question number one What is Dan's spirit animal? A Chanticleer <laughs> Man, wow yeah, I, I mean, that's, nailed it That's why I felt a little tinge of awkwardness When he mentioned that I said, is this, is this It, it hit a little too close to yeah, home Yeah, exactly I'm yeah. Like, That's a weird thing, but I don't want to say it Because... <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, some some cutting weight uh, trivia. I'm gonna say a Gaudi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you familiar with the Gaudi? I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking we can't we can't rehash it. Yeah, our okay. listeners our listeners will just be tired of it. But just know that it's funny, Dan, and it's not no disrespectful doubt. at all. <laughs> no, it's it's one of the most fierce animals in the world. <laughs> that according. might that might never exist. Sort of like the award I received. It's like that. a unicorn, basically. <laughs> Shane. I'm gonna go with a jackrabbit. Jackrabbit. 
<laughs> Interesting. All right. From Shane. <laughs> From Shane. Dan, care to what? Uh, if you had to get an animal, animal tattoo on your forearm that you showed all that's, of your customers, that's a different question. That would be a chandelier. <laughs> I mean, that would be a chandelier. <laughs> no doubt. But that chandelier, uh, chandelier, right? You'd have to. You'd have to keep explaining it to people. It's a chandelier. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, your financials are Excuse all me, messed sir, up. What's, what's a, <laughs> I don't think you're you're paying attention to what I'm trying to tell you. Disregard the chandelier on my arm. Or my yeah. neck. And let's take a look at this saying. balance sheet. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do is go move to the next. Sir, I, I still see that, that animal. In... <laughs> Guys, focus. Your you order put, book's all messed can, up. Can you put your sleeve down? Orders. Can you put your sleeve down, Mr. Plato, please? It's very distracting. Uh, uh, no, I don't think I have a spirit animal. I think giraffe has always been like, right. like that's the easy one. That's like the oh, you're talking, uh, it's a big heart. Like I, I mean, that's kind spots, of like, but you don't yeah. have spots. No, though, I don't dude. have spots. That's why I, I, liver know, spots, yeah. maybe, and you know, after this Mars. <laughs> There's no good way for someone else to tell you what your spirit animal is going to be. Like yeah. it, inevitably, if you say like, I think it'd be a horse. It's like, are, are my teeth? Yeah. Are my teeth that big? Like, why do you say that? Oh fuck! Oh jeez. Yeah. Um, all right, fair enough. Question number two. This is mathematical, and uh, this is probably one of the more intellectual questions we've asked. So okay. everyone, steal your minds. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? <sighs> I mean, that's, that's, an, this one? that's an age-old question that I think many, many generations of... This stage, we've all thought about it. Oh, this sure. dates back... To King Arthur. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And uh, the Green Knight. For sure. And also Hamlet. And Sir Lancelot, I think, made, <laughs> and made mention of it. Sir Chickens a lot. <laughs> I think the answer is less than most people would think. Sir Chickens no mas. And here's the thing. I, When I initially... <laughs> I, I This question came to me in a dream. Okay. And I think one chicken with the proper motivation <laughs> could kill an elephant. And the right... He, he, in the right circumstances, if he's got the means, um, and a and a high power rifle and a good scope, <laughs> could probably and kill an, an elephant, elephant gun. Yeah, I think and like, you're not a, a relatively short stock <laughs> next yeah. to the trigger. I think a chicken. If, could, if it was riding the elephant, I think one chicken could pull this off. However, several pissed off chickens, yeah, could do the trick as well. Do they Again, have weapons though, or are we just are we saying they have weapons? Or? I'm just saying they kind of they have they have their beaks and and, and they've got they've got a real bad attitude. <laughs> they've got they've got a real you know issue with this elephant. Are they like fight, like cockfighters where they have like the little the little blade? Are they roosters or are they hens? I'll I'll give you a rooster. Oh no, well, that makes it a whole different question mike yeah and these these chickens were all raised on the michael vick farm <laughs> so they're michael vick cox <laughs> right i would say it would take four of them five four. of them four of them would take out the legs and the fifth one would get on his back that's, and just go right to the brain and it's that's just the right, on that's the, the right answer i don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. right we're not even going to yeah. continue yeah. that wow. that you jim nailed it was, yeah i, I mean at least double digits, i've seen it on I, youtube before it yeah, can I was happen. Wrong. no but i think as a bible person that was book of john they, they talked about <laughs> that in the bible they, i think that was their question <laughs> it's a psalm yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that isaiah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that was a 
Yeah, uh, specifically, very poetic. My, yeah, my, my, it was a my, love letter my to My pastor worked chickens. that into a homily one time. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone looked kind of, you know, confused in the parish about how... How this re- you know represented anything that we were going to be doing after we left that yeah. day? But They're like, how is it not a hundred chickens? He's like, well, let me tell you. you know, yeah. Like Jesus <laughs> and the sh- <laughs> and the chickens ate the elephant <laughs> and they fasted upon the ivory and the hooves and the elephant ears. They were deep fried. That's where elephant ears come from. Yeah. And yeah the, the, chicken, the chickens were like, we're sick of getting fried ourselves. You motherfuckers. We're taking you down. Look at those big dumb ears. We're going to fry them and we're going to sell them to you guys at Carnival. Way better than chicken wings. Way better than chicken wings. We fry these things and put some white stuff on them. People love it. Powdered sugar. sugar. Look at those dummies eating that up. True story. Watch your ass, elephant. Uh, All right, question number three. Nice segue there. What sport should a mandatory amount of alcohol be added to? And. I think the obvious question here is eat the meat, but I don't want to go there because I know that's Dan's favorite. I, I don't think that should ever be played the least bit drunk. People will be eating meat all over the place. But it, I, it would I, be a meat smorgasbord. But wouldn't football be funny if they if you oh could like... So let's well, you imagine the injuries now, though? Well, like how team, bad it would... Let's say a team's driving. A team's no, you driving. drink and drive. No, they're they're driving yeah, on the field. There'd oh, be several deaths could, on the way to the game. You could you could, they lose a down if you get them with eat the meat. So like you got a linebacker who's going. <laughs> if the quarterback, the quarterback looks at strong side out, flag. Lost down. You know? Strong side linebacker. Number fifty seven <laughs> offense ate the meat. Third down. That's a loss of down. It's also a five yard penalty, and he has to eat this meat. With his mouthpiece in. Again, I, I think we nailed that yeah. one. On to the next question. Uh, question number four. A golf golf is right out as a sport that uh, I mean, most people but, but don't that's one golf that, sober. That's one that's already done. Yeah. But I think it would be crazy to watch like a bunch of or like baseball if people were hammered playing like. <laughs> no, and we're talking like be, professional sports. Yeah. Or football, like any of them. No, my, my immediate reaction to drinking was baseball. I think that would... Well, Guys would just get beamed. Like, there'd be st- yeah. more strikeouts than you can imagine. Granted, or, or more walks. I mean, it would just be like... <laughs> when the when the pitchers... The innings pitch. would never end. I think you, right. have, you start it by having the pitchers drink, and then you have the batters catch up. Or so, there'd have to be so. I don't want to get into it, but I think... It would have to be equal, though. Because if the pitchers are hammered, like, they can't throw strikes... If the batters are hammered, they're just like whiffing. So it would have to be an equal amount, I think. Yeah, that's right. Stew on it <laughs> I just imagine like, and uh, John Smoltz, here's the windup. He just threw a pitch to second base. <laughs> I don't, he, oh, he's facing the wrong he, way. He fell down. He face planted after he threw that. He um, actually, uh, he, they got a reliever up, but uh, he's doing shots right now in the bullpen. I think so. that's actually a balk. I don't think the batter takes base facing the, the – he thought second base was home, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, fourth one is, is pretty philosophical. Pini coladas or being caught in the rain? Well, I don't know, Shane. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with pina coladas. I think Dan would like pina coladas. He's pretty... I don't know. This is a Dan does one. Dan does like drinking a lot. I know that. Um, As he's twirling a 10% beer in his hands. But you know what? There, there's a certain amount of like fun-loving spirit to Dan. 
And I think he, he would maybe like to just get caught in the rain, you know? He just is the proud owner of a new spirit. hot tub. He, he, I didn't tell you guys. He he does have a new hot tub. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The gross not, a, is, not a rental? The gross is going to be furious. It's, it's, like, it's kind of the, between a rental and an actual like like permanent hot yeah. tub, I would say. It's inflatable. It's an inflatable, inflatable. one. Yeah. But, uh, the, you know, it could rain outside. And I don't think he would mind being in his hot tub, being caught in the rain. I think and he would, you know, like that experience. So that would be my guess. So soon, soon it will be a cold tub. <laughs> it's inflatable. <laughs> it was a hot tub in the summer, yeah. and now it's becoming a, a colder tub. I think it's got a heater. It's got yeah, a heater. It's got a heater, it's got a heater sure Mike. Do a show live. If you guys want, I'll offer it for a live show. You wow, we should do, do right a, a live show from yeah, the I'll hot do tub. It. We gotta dip, yeah. get a mic. In the winter, where it just like hangs over the. We can do it. I'll no, do it no, as no, long as I can wear a shirt. Super fat now. Um, Dad, I'd, I'd be curious to hear your question here. Pina coladas or being caught in the rain? No, I don't want to be caught. I don't have a raincoat, oh. and it's been a big thing with me lately. Like, do I do I need to? You know, every time a it slicker. rains, every time it rains, you go, "Do I need a raincoat? I don't have a raincoat. Should I buy a raincoat?" And you're like, "Do I really need a raincoat? It rains one time every like six months. I'm out there." Pina colada. Pina colada all day long. Can you imagine all that thinking that goes on with yeah, yeah. caught in the rain? No. Does anybody have like an umbrella in their car? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean those are not yeah. that expensive. Yeah, I know. I could, guess I could do that. The <laughs> the raincoat is really a defeatist mentality. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just just fuck it, just let it bounce off of me. I really hate shit. Willing I hate to hold something over my head. At this, point. <laughs> at this point, I wouldn't even hold cardboard over my head. Just just let it pelt me. Uh, all right, question number five. Would you re- again another philosophical one? Would you rather have lettuce for hair or broccoli for thumbs? Wow. I just like will the lettuce grow? Sure, you'd have to get it trimmed. You'd have to have you'd have to have the brown like you know trimmed off. Like if it you'd after, have a after big, like a couple days it gets rotten. You'd have the big stem like on the on the back of your head that you'd. So you're talking about like iceberg lettuce, like he has a yes, head. yeah. Okay. It'd be a, uh, it'd be a nice, I didn't know if it was like you know mixed good, greens. Or, it'd be a good full head of lettuce, and ultimately you just, you you just have to trim it back every now and then. Or but. you just peel it off like it strips. <laughs> you could you could just peel it off. Yeah. It would turn white though. You gotta like prevent it. people from snacking on it. Right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, even the broccoli people. thumbs though, people would snack on that yeah. too. You'd style it with peanut butter. <laughs> you know, you put peanut butter on lettuce. Yeah. Celery. Have, <laughs> I mean, it's green. No, I've I don't a, know. Have you ever had a lettuce and peanut butter sandwich? Thank you, Dan, for backing not. me oh, up on that. Oh, so good. Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, that's another episode, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to talk that's about that for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Dan would rather just have broccoli thumbs. That, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oof. I don't know. I mean, because you, cause you can hide those broccoli thumbs for a little while. Oh, yeah. You go on a first date, you're fine. Like, you know, yeah, you know. Them. eventually like, you wear a hat. It's like, oh, can you hand me that? And you're like, oh, oh no. Is that broccoli on your thumbs? No, my Where, thumbs are broccoli. Where is like? I have a green thumb. I have a green thumb. You know, you're like, you try to tread water with saying you love garlic. Oh yeah, water. no, he's really passionate about yeah that. But like, I think when you, I mean, when you're on, you know, uh, Tinder or Grinder or what have you. Um, e harmony, whatever they're gonna see the lettuce hair from right out of jump, and they're gonna think, "All right, well, unless you you can wear like a do rag, I guess this is something I could deal with." <laughs> yeah, and you could always you could always like shred the lettuce like into I like think, a kind of a 
yeah, you'd have to be like, my name is Dan. I have lettuce for hair. Like you have, you'd lead off. Your <laughs> like, oh, you're your so hilarious. Like, yeah. no, I have yeah. fucking lettuce for hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so funny. Like, yeah, let's swipe whatever way it is. And then you like show up. And you're like, oh. Oh, oh no, he's oh, got yeah. no. He has no for real. Yeah. So I have lettuce. For no, me. it's lettuce. It's lettuce. But I mean, but but whatever stage you get to at that point, you've 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 crossed that bridge. Well, yeah, it's out you don't here. have to talk about the it's broccoli a, it's thumbs. A, it's an icebreaker. You know, I don't know if it's a good one. I don't know. It probably breaks the ice in a bad way. I just think also like the space bar is going to be a real an issue with the broccoli thumbs. You know, I mean, and would you end up like sucking on your thumbs or eating? Like, do you like broccoli? It's hard. You know, there's a lot of. I mean, you use your thumbs a lot for jerking off. It might help. It might add a little it excitement. I mean, if you're you put a, a vegan, little ranch, you put ranch. You could always, just rip, I mean, you know, you always you rip a piece of lettuce off your head. I mean, you I think that, that's maybe a great point. I mean, I think I put you in a little lettuce, a little peanut butter, your dog, whatever. I mean, figure it I out. I think either way, you're probably looking for a vegan girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a vegetarian who would like yeah. to suck on your thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like just come, or, or lick just, your head and like nibble. Just yeah. Run your run her fingers through your lettuce. <laughs> uh, she's, and maybe maybe in the right situation, lettuce hair and broccoli thumbs is a good is a good deal. I think you find the right girl, the it could is, be amazing. I think the answer is becoming both. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I think it's like look, if you're gonna have lettuce hair, you, you might as well, as well have, have some broccoli thumbs. Right. You know? right. And then you trick them into a sausage wiener and they're like <laughs> wah wah. Oh. oh no you didn't Jokes on you It's not all vegetarian <laughs> It's a carrot wiener You lucky doll I think this is a good example When people tell me The podcast kind of Goes down a little bit Towards the end Yeah, yeah Probably oh, I think it just took A huge spike yeah. For the For the vegans yeah. Out there listening a lot of, We don't have a lot Of vegan talk normally No Alright uh, You guys Filled the last 30 seconds With some banter While I pull up Our outro song <laughs> Well, Dan, it was great to have you, man. It was um, fun to be back. It was good. You're always a good uh, person to have, and I, I, I appreciate the fact that you're going to take charge of our website now. That's right. And uh, really make that fly since I'm not even sure Tony Bernetti's still on the payroll anymore. I mean, I can work with Tony. Tony's a good guy. Yeah. We I mean, together. I feel like if you guys could collab yeah. together a little bit. I mean, we're a five person team now. It's growing. It's I growing. mean, it's growing um, much like a whole head of lettuce. Much, much like oh, oh pretty sure a podcast is gonna have like thirty guys in the back just standing there. <laughs> like all just, the listeners will be like, beard. literally like on the team. Well, no downloads. Everybody just yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we don't need the mics anymore because uh, we're just talking Every, to each other. Everyone's here in the cabin. <laughs> so anyway, we we're taking it on the road here soon. So uh, happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Enjoy Halloween. the weekend. I don't know if we have another podcast before Jim's birthday. Probably not, but... Uh, All I'm asking for is a Browns victory Sunday, Mike, so hopefully you can give that to me. Thank you. I think this. I think the Roonies all the way down to <laughs> to Aloysius Stevens on the, on the Steelers will probably give that to you here on Sunday anyway. All uh, right. We'll see. Anyway, right, enjoy your Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Have a great, uh, have a great weekend. See ya.